they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh here, folks. Uh, here are protesters in front of Trump Tower in New York City. Tell me if uh, some of these don't seem suspicious and why. I don't know, folks. I'm calling fakery on these five women with the uh, with the signage here. Trump 24 or before. Uh, how often have you been to a place where there are Trump protesters and Trumpsters and they're wearing masks? And seems like they're really trying to get attention with the horns. Seems like a bunch of leftist plants masquerading as Trump protesters. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, anyway, folks, let's get into the news. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Okay, folks, before we get into the political news, let me tell you a sign of the times. A sign of the times. You know things are bad when Dollar Tree is not going to be selling eggs because they're too expensive. Dollar Tree has announced they will no longer ca uh, carry eggs because they are too expensive to be feasible with their $1.25 store-wide store primary price policy. Dollar Tree sometimes sells limited items for about $3, sometimes $5, but they can't make eggs work within their model. I mean, eggs are too expensive to be at Dollar Tree now. It doesn't fit into their model, even when their model makes exceptions for things that are $3 or above. Wow. Okay, let's get into political news. I just wanted to mention that just because just the title alone was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Eggs. Okay, there's a new attack against President Trump. It's a multi-prong uh, uh, attack. And now it has to do with a RICO a RICO conspiracy case being brought against President Trump coming out of Georgia because of that phone call that he had with Secretary of State Rat Bastardberger. I'm sorry, Raffensperger. In Georgia, attorneys for former President Donald Trump are trying to stop investigators from looking into possible crimes related to the 2020 presidential election. All right, folks, so what we have here is the Fulton County DA in Georgia, Fannie Willis, is considering RICO and conspiracy charges against Trump over his conversation with Rat Raff, uh, Raffensperger and other efforts uh, to challenge the official narrative of what happened in Georgia in 2020. The Georgia grand jury that's investigating uh, Trump recently recommended issuing multiple indictments after meeting for several months. And Fannie Willis is now considering racketeering and conspiracy charges 
against Trump because of the so-called evidence that Trump's uh, challenges in Georgia did not originate in the state as a grassroots movement. Uh, therefore, she is saying that him calling from as a Florida resident or as a resident of the White House, he not being in Georgia, him having challenging conversations and challenging the official narrative of the results of Georgia a couple years ago is somehow a conspiracy and is merits a RICO charge. So what President Trump's lawyers did yesterday is uh, they filed a move to quash the Georgia special grand jury report and expunge it from the record. Attorneys filed a motion asking a Fulton County judge to toss a special purpose grand jury's investigative report. They made four requests. They want the report tossed out. They want to stop prosecutors from actually using the grand jury's evidence to disqualify Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis from further investigation. And they would like a different judge to hear the motion. Okay, so let's zero in on a few things here. Fonnie Willis is um, known in the Atlanta law community to be a fan of RICO. Now, RICO was originally uh, set up to go after the mafia. Uh, reminder, RICO uh, stands for uh, Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organization Statute. So it was to go after the, of the mob and the mafia for racketeering and being a corrupt organization. But it's been misused. For instance, uh, they went after R. Kelly and the trafficking of young girls uh, for sexual exploitation under uh, the RICO statutes in Brooklyn, calling his whole thing an enterprise. But really, at the end of the day, they didn't name any associates. There was no racketeering and uh, organization. The case was all around R. Kelly, who got 30 years for that. So a lot of pro a lot of prosecutors have been using it because it gives them a lot of leeway. And that is why it appears she wants to use that against President Trump. Trump's legal team demanded that Fonnie Willis' office be recused from any investigations involving Trump. Quote, given the scrutiny and the gravity of the investigation and those in individuals involved namely President Donald J. Trump. This process should have been handled correctly, fairly, and with deference to the law and the highest ethical standards. That's what Trump's lawyers, Jennifer Little and Drew uh, Findling, wrote uh, in their filing, which is, I think it says, over 500 pages long. Um, don't want to miss, yeah. In a nearly 500-page filing submitted to the state court in Fulton, Georgia, Trump's attorneys criticized the process of the special grand jury, calling it confusing, flawed, and at times blatantly unconstitutional. But against the law and being unconstitutional has never stopped the Democrats, the Marxists, the insiders, the cabal, the establishment for going after President Trump with hoax after hoax after hoax. Okay, let's get into what was expected to happen today, and that is the arrest of President Trump or possible arrest of President Trump. Well, we've got some news on that. Looks like uh, it's being delayed. That's assuming that it even happens at all. 
We've got this from uh, Marta Denise. She is a New York court reporter. Update. The virtual option for Trump's possible arraignment is off the table, as DA opposed it, sources say. Bragg's office and law enforcement had a preliminary meeting to discuss logistics of closing down streets, extra police. They don't, they don't expect Trump to be arraigned until next week. Two different sources have told Martha that the Manhattan DA is still calling another witness on Wednesday. The grand jury doesn't sit on Tuesdays and today's Tuesday. So this is developing. But it may have been that Trump's now revealed star or surprise or last minute grand jury witness absolutely obliterated everything in his grand jury testimony yesterday and then further destroyed it by going on Tucker Carlson and exposing what happened. So let's get into this. Let's talk up. Let, let me first show you what uh, Mr. Costello said right after having his sit down with the grand jury yesterday. I'm the one who decided to do this. A lot of people cautioned me against it because I had nothing to gain. The only thing I'm doing is trying to tell the truth to the grand jurors because I read all these lies in the, in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is far from solid evidence. All right, so let's just make sure we're all on the same page here. Bob Costello, Robert Costello, is the former legal advisor to Michael Cohen, who was the ex-Trump attorney. Okay, and he appeared before this grand jury yesterday in the Manhattan District Attorney's Alvin Bragg's investigation into President Trump. And he broke down the character of Michael Cohen, who they're using as their star witness to go against President Trump. Remember, Cohen is a serial liar who actually was charged with perjury. And yet this is their star witness. This guy, by any prosecutor's standard, and I used to be deputy chief of the criminal division in the Southern District of New York, I wouldn't have touched a guy like Michael Cohen, especially if he's a convicted perjurer. Not to mention, as I said, the 50 to 100 lies he told us that are in those 330 emails. You probably won't be able to hear the next question, but a reporter asked him if, asked Mr. Costello if he thinks he was able to dissuade them from going forward with this indictment against President Trump. How do you think you dissuaded the grand jury from indicting over President? Uh, I, I can't say that. Could you really? You just don't know. I can't read people's minds. I could see certainly a few of them. We're doing what you're doing right now, shaking your head up and down, uh, but not everybody. So I just don't know. So his interpretation of body language is that perhaps some people were on board with him, but we know that facts and justice and not making a mockery of the law is not on the agenda for these Marxist DAs and attorneys general with their Zorro money and their globalist outlook. It's to get Donald Trump. So it doesn't matter what the facts are before them. They have an agenda. They're going to go through with it. And it's very interesting because we're going to get into this. But Bob Costello gives a preview 
of what he's going to break down later that day on television and, and, and actually tells the people of the grand jury they if they forgot what he told them, he's going to tell the nation exactly what went down. I would love for those people to watch TV or something tonight or just remember what I said and say to the prosecutors, listen, we'd like to see the rest of those emails. Don't cherry pick six emails out of 330 and then ask Costello questions about it. That's not fair by anybody's standard. He'll get into those emails and what have you. Let me play you a, a clip or two more from this. When he, he, he gives a lot more context to this on Tucker Carlson, which we'll get to in just a moment. But I, I want you to uh, to listen to the, to what he says next. Because, you know, first of all, we know that they always cherry pick, right? January 6th, they cherry pick a few of the Antifa and the provocateurs that were violent on January 6th, but they don't show you all the peaceful people and that it was a small amount of people that did that, right? They always cherry pick. That's what they do. That's pretty, I have a, a statement here I'll give it to you people. Yeah. Okay, so Bob Casella went on there and told the grand jury that he's a liar. He's a liar. And one of the things that he told Bob Costello years ago, and even Bob Costello, you'll see in this last clip, not even sure if that's true, but something that he presented to the grand jury, you know, the grand jury didn't know one, didn't really want to know this information and he had to offer it to them, is that Michael Cohen says that the $130,000 that, that was paid to Stormy Daniels for the hush money payment came from a home equity line of credit, a HELOC loan that he got, that Michael Cohen got, that he didn't want his own wife to know about, he didn't want Melania uh, to know about, and that Michael Cohen himself has told his attorneys in the past that President Trump had no idea about any of this. Yet he's changed his story, and that's who the grand jury wants to use as a star witness to indict a former president? Anyway, here's the explanation of all that when asked about it uh, by Bob Costello right after his two-hour conversation with the grand jury in New York. Stormy Daniels with his own money, not at the behest of Mr. Trump. That's what he told us, yes. Not his own money, money that he borrowed pursuant to a HELOC loan. A loan. Yeah. And why did you take the loan, Michael? I didn't, I wanted this secret. I didn't even want my own wife to know, much less Melania Trump. Again, folks, supposedly, Michael Cohen is their start witness on the Stormy Daniels hush money payment, yet he's on record, which because he waived his attorney-client privileges is now public record, that he said President Trump had no idea of this. Well, actually, let me play you that clip to, to complete this. But in the, in the previous clip, once again, a reminder, he, he, he tried to hide it from his own wife and from Melania Trump. And President Trump also had no idea. Well, well just to be clear, did he ever specifically tell you that Donald Trump does not know about Yes, absolutely, he said that. He said that? You know, that's what he said at the time. Is it true? I don't know. Did you tell the grand jury that? Yes, I did. But I had to force that into an answer. They were getting upset because they'd asked me a limited question based on one of these six emails and I would volunteer 
information that I thought the grand jury needed to hear. Mr. Costello wanted the grand jury to understand what he said, and he also wanted the American public to know what he said to the grand jury. That's why previously he said they could watch the news uh, tonight or something to that effect. So let's get into what he shared on Tucker Carlson, uh, kind of fleshing out and giving more context to all of this. I got my point across, although it was clear to me that the Manhattan DA's office did not want to get to the truth. I need to explain that a little bit. I called them up uh, after I saw Michael Cohn on TV stating things that he said he was going to tell the grand jury and had told the grand jury that were contrary to what he told us when we first represented him in April of 2018. <laughs> All this came about because Michael Cohn was trying to squeeze out another 15 minutes of fame going on the mainstream uh, media news outlets, telling them that they're going to indict Trump this time because I told them this and I gave them this information. And of course, the talking heads on those networks are like, oh yeah, really, Michael? Wow. Knowing that the guy sitting in front of them, Michael Cohen, is a serial liar and a perjurer. But that's okay. They're liars as well. So it's just another form of birds of a feather flocking together. So I'm sitting at home watching these lies, and I said, I've got to do something about it. I don't represent Donald Trump, but I do stand for justice, and I think I have a legal obligation to inform both sides. So that's what I did. I prepared a contemporaneous report of our first meeting with Michael Cohn at the Regency Hotel in Manhattan, as well as a contemporaneous notes of the interview I had for two hours with the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, as well as contemporaneous notes of an interview by the House Committee on Intelligence, who sent three investigators to my office, one of whom is now uh, Dan Goldman, a congressman here in New York. So I had all of this material ready. I sent it to Donald Trump's lawyer, and I sent it to the Manhattan DA's office. Okay, so Bob Costello being very thorough in his gathering of all the information, pertinent information, from several conversations, interviews, and investigations. Not just shooting from the hip, not just uh, his opinion, and he sent it to everyone to be fair. And there's some pretty interesting things that he had to share. Michael Cohn, in my uh, opinion, was lying about just about everything. I specifically told them that there were two main points that I wanted to make clear. That Cohn had told us that when we first met him, that he was suicidal. Why is that important? Because when you're suicidal, thinking that that's the only way out of your legal mess, and you're presented with the following options, that you can cooperate against Donald Trump and provide information that would get you a get-out-of-jail-free card, and you respond to us, I do not have any information on Donald Trump. And he said it many times during that two-hour meeting. I swear to God, Bob, I don't have anything on Donald Trump. So Bob Costello making very clear the case that Michael Cohen told him he had nothing on Donald Trump, but because he had no will to live, he's willing to make stuff up, essentially, to save his own skin. A very desperate man, a very weak man, mentally, emotionally, and the deep state took advantage of that to make him their pawn to make him their pawn. Yeah. Uh, and when I heard him say that he was suicidal, 
the weekend before, standing on the roof of the Regency Hotel. I didn't know whether he was a drama queen or telling the truth. So I looked at my partner and he shook his head and nodded, I think he's telling the truth. And later on, we got that corroborated by the Reverend Jerry Falwell and his wife, who had dinner with Michael Cohen, who told him the same thing. Do you see what Bob Costello is doing here? Bob Costello is a lawyer. He's giving corroborating evidence or testimony or witnesses to the fact that Michael Cohen was mentally unstable and wanted to end his life and therefore is a very desperate character. Very, very important uh, thing here. Actually, let me play you a small clip. Bob Cohen's partner is uh, a very valid witness to this because he knew Michael Cohen outside of this whole legal mess that they were dealing with at the time. And I had my law partner who knew Michael Cohen for 10 years on Columbia Grammar and Prep School here in Manhattan because Cohn was on the board of directors. Why is that important? Because when you're willing to give up your life in order to avoid these legal troubles, when they're insurmountable to you, and you're offered a way out, so all you have to do is cooperate on Donald Trump. Do you have anything on Donald Trump? And he says, no, repeatedly, I swear to God, Bob, I don't have anything. Then you know that you've got a guy who probably doesn't have anything. As desperate as Michael Cohen was, to the point that these legal problems were insurmountable to him and he was willing to end his life over it, when asked repeatedly if he had anything on Donald Trump, he said no. If he were desperate and had anything on Donald Trump, he would have said, yes, get me out of this problem. But he had nothing. He was a desperate man with nothing to offer. So they turned him. It's certainly easier to give up information on Donald Trump than it is to kill yourself, period. He's marching up and down on the other side of the conference table like a tiger in the zoo, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He looked like he hadn't slept in five days. He looked like somebody who was suicidal. And every once in a while, he would stop and point at us. When I say once in a while, he did this at least 20 times and said, guys, I want you to know, I will do whatever the F I have to do I will never spend one day in jail. This is what he's telling his lawyers. I'm a desperate man. I will do anything to get out of this situation. And that's exactly how the deep state operates. They want people controlled, uh, that fear them, or that they have the squeeze on or are blackmailed. Because desperate people truly will do whatever you tell them to do so that they can avoid whatever consequence or punishment or blackmail you have over their head. Now, what he's saying is I'll lie, cheat, steal, shoot somebody. I will not spend a day in jail. Do you think a guy whose mentality is that is going to not admit that he has information on Donald Trump? Bob Cohen then repeats what he said right after coming out of the grand jury testimony that all this information he had about this wasn't something that Alvin Bragg and the DA's office wanted to hear or the grand jury wanted to hear, but he forced the issue upon them anyway. The DA's office didn't ask me questions to bring that up. And I, I brought it up anyway. I, didn't, I ignored their questions and simply 
gave them the information. Absolutely. And I told them and told the grand jury today, I was deputy chief of the criminal division of the U.S. attorneys for the Southern District. I said, I wouldn't touch a witness like Michael Cohn for any amount of money. You simply yeah. cannot rely upon this guy. <laughs> and this next part's pretty awesome. Michael Cohen, once again, trying to squeeze another 15 minutes of fame, totally exposes himself. And Bob Costello brings the receipts hardcore. And tonight, he was on another station denying that he waived the attorney-client privilege. Here it is, in writing, yeah. and that's his signature on the second page. So that's unbelievable. I guess he didn't know that, and the district attorney didn't know that. And I told them, Michael Cohn has been in your office 20 times and twice in the grand jury, and he forgot to tell you that he waived the attorney-client privilege? Two simple words. <laughs> Two simple words in the English language. I forgot. 22 times? I mean, really, is this the kind of witness you want to ride to the finish line? Not yeah. my book. I, I think all they care about is the finish line. All right, so there you go. Bob Costello bringing the receipts. Now, President Trump, of course, jumped on Truth Social and gave his personal update opinion and statement on this entire mess. These four horrible radical left Democrat investigations of your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, 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 and Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign. And remember this, with all of the work, that they did on Mueller, no collusion. That's what the answer was, was all no collusion. Whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid or the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call, it was absolutely perfect, or the stormy horse-faced Daniels extortion plot, they're all sick and it's fake news. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them, and they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where, not me, but we are up by so much. They can't even believe it. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way, and I always will stand in their way. Thank you very much. And thank you for being here. As always, I am your host, James, the Black Conservative Patriot. I'm bringing you real news every day, generally twice a day. So please like, share, subscribe, or follow, depending on what platform you're watching this on. Uh, do not forget uh, that we have multiple programming. We have on YouTube a sister YouTube channel called The BCP Report. My daughter, BCP Juniorette, dropped the report earlier today. Make sure you check it out. Uh, also, we have a, another program called BCP Unfiltered. You can access that either at therealbcp.com, uh, bcpextras.com, or you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it on multiple podcasting platforms by going to bcppodcast.com. I will continue to bring you new news and breaking news 
I'll be back later today, so hit like, share, and subscribe.